This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. So it's 2019. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. But before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair, you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Raycon earbuds start off at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing. The company was actually co-founded by Ray J, and celebrities like Snoop Dogg, Melissa Etheridge, Cardi B, Brandy, J.R. Smith, and more are already obsessed. Raycon's wireless earbuds are so comfortable and so easy to take anywhere. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet, with no dangling wires or stems. And of course, they don't just look great, they sound great too. And they're perfect for listening to all your favorite iHeartRadio podcasts on the go. Raycon offers their wireless earbuds for everyone in a range of fun colors and at an unbeatable price. So go to buyraycon.com slash iHeart to get 20% off your order. That's buyraycon.com slash iHeart for 20% off Raycon wireless earbuds. If you've been eyeing a pair, now is the time to get an amazing deal. One more time, buyraycon.com slash iHeart. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrity CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. Yes, it's, it's Rashawn. Rashawn's here. Rashawn McDonald. Oh, I love my name. I love my name because it means something to me. A lot of people don't take pride in their name. I take pride in my name. I take pride in my name when people say my name right. I take pride in my name when people spell my name right because that means I'm doing something correctly. My guest on Money Making Conversation show today, uh, Ann Burrell from the Food Network host. Uh, she's food, food, food Network. She's the host of Worst Cooks in America. She's New York Times bestselling cookbook author. Mayor Green, that's my girl. South Chicago. President of the Black Women's and creator of the Black Women's Expo, Tom Bilyeu. Man, got me out there viral. Got me out everybody talking about Rashad right now. Co-founder, CEO, and host of uh, Impact Theory. And co-founder of the uh, Quest Nutrition. And uh, my man, he's on the hold right now, Steve Hightower. I'm about to introduce him. He's the president and CEO of Hightower's Petroleum. I got my Quip, electric toothbrush. I love my smile. I love my teeth. When was the last time you replaced your toothbrush? Do you always brush twice a day for a full two minutes? 
Paying attention to these good habits has a huge impact on your health. That's right, I'm introducing Quip, spelled Q-U-I-P, the new electric toothbrush that helps to fix the brushing habits that most people get wrong. Quip does this with a lightweight and sleek design. Simple time vibrations mm, and guiding pulses give you a perfect two-minute clean. Bokeh electric toothbrushes have awkward charging stands, modes you don't need, and cost five times, hear me now, five times as much. Quip starts at just $25, and you can get brush heads refilled. You can get toothbrush head refills automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended three-month schedule for only $5. And shipping's free. Shipping is free. Quip has been featured in GQ, Oprah's O-List, and Time Magazine, named it one of the best inventions of the year. Go to getquip.com forward slash my name, Rashawn McDonald, right now, and get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack. My guest who's on the phone right now, you know, Steve Hightower, that's a famous name, you know, because Steve Harvey, Steve Harvey, you know, yeah, I, I know he's been getting ribbed all his life, at least last 10 years. My guest is the president and CEO of Hightower's Petroleum, leads a $300 million business enterprise consisting of five national, international businesses, all providing energy solutions. A self-made entrepreneur since 1979. He was featured in the January 2017 segment of CNBC's Blue Collar Millionaires. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Stephen L. Hightower. How are you, sir? I try to, I try to get all your credits in, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> right. Appreciate that. Well, I appreciate you. Uh, 1979, you're an entrepreneur. Did, 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 does the word entrepreneur, did, right now, everybody's using it now, you know, entrepreneur, you know. Because that's just, that's the, the millennials, they just want to be entrepreneurs. Millennials is that age group, 18 to 34. 1979, you become an entrepreneur. What did that mean to you back in 1979? Well, 1979, I had uh, already made a decision that I wasn't going to work in the uh, steel mill here in Middletown, Ohio, mm-hmm. that I was going to spend the next 30 years working for myself. And having made that decision at age 18, mm-hmm. uh, it was a probably the best decision that I ever made in my life uh, was to say that I'm going to start today and continue to be an entrepreneur, and I'm not, and I'm going to forego uh, working out in a steel mill uh, for the next 30 years, of which I felt that I would receive a gold watch and a pension, <laughs> or mm-hmm. what would I get if I did 30 years into myself? And uh, fortunately, I made the right decision. Okay, now, Steve, that sounds very simple, and I respect you, because guess what? 18, Rashawn was nowhere thinking about trying. I was just wanted a job, okay? And I admire individuals who get it so quickly. 18 years old, you said, look, I'm going to bet on me. What, what, what background allowed you to be able to make that decision? Well, as a uh, youth, uh, my family, we grew up in a janitorial business, so I had already been working in the uh, cleaning business with mm-hmm. our family, mm-hmm. uh, probably since I was six years old. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember dusting the bottom of chairs and doing baseboards. But by the time I was 13 and 14, I was out on a truck uh, actually working in people's homes and in the industry. And by the time I was 18, I uh, actually negotiated my first commercial contract. So I was, I was somewhat on a fast track, but <laughs> had already had visibility of uh, what was possible and, and what I saw my father doing and my mother and uh just wanted to always be that person i did not have that 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 mentorship and i'm not saying nothing negative about my parents first of all let's get that clear but i know that like you said that guiding force is why you are in the position you are in today but you also said that you were in the cleaning business the transition to this oil and gas business 
People didn't understand that. They didn't see that. They didn't see that as a possibility. So you were the, you were you had to recreate the mold. You had a mold, but you had to recreate it to get to where you are today. Correct? Yeah, that's correct. So if you look at where we started in the janitorial business and how did I transfer over into the petroleum business yes, was uh, the state of Ohio had a set aside uh, in 1979. Mm-hmm. And in 1981, one of the commodities that they set aside was was petroleum. I was selling industrial materials, so anything the state would set aside, I literally went out and got a supplier and, and then quoted that particular product. And literally, we were selling everything from lumber, uh, drywall, uh, guardrail, Pinto beans, it didn't matter. The state buy everything. And so we would try to sell everything. And one day we actually uh, had a contract for gasoline and diesel for the entire state. I, I was transactional enough to go out and find a supplier. The contract was big enough that the supplier would support it. And my first contract in the petroleum industry was the entire state of Ohio. Wow. Not that I knew anything about petroleum, but I <laughs> was transactional and knew enough about business to go out, invoice, and then pay my bill. And that's how I literally got into the petroleum business with an opportunity of an affirmative action tool, which many people frown on and look, look bad at. But, however, that was how I got that opportunity. And that's why I fight for the opportunity for other African-American youth to get, you know, be a part of these programs because it doesn't guarantee success, but it guarantees an opportunity. And that's many, things, many times what we're lacking is that opportunity. And that's but all we're asking take for. That. That's all we're asking for, that opportunity. Absolutely. And, that, and that's so, the key in it. So, yeah, so you take that opportunity and then you actually turn it into a business. And within a couple of years, I knew I had something, so I changed from Landmark Supply Company to Hightowers Petroleum in 1984 and specifically began to uh, start selling jet fuel, uh, hauling jet fuel for BP, of which BP at that particular time supported me for my PUCO hauling authority after I had taken the contract from the state from them, actually, uh, because they could not bid it and they would not support me on that first contract, but they began to work with me as a, as a hauler for jet fuel. And that's when I really knew that I had arrived because I actually had some credential in the petroleum industry as a contract carrier for BP. Uh, but even with that, that was just a, a drop in the bucket. And over a period of time, going through courses and executive management courses, I began to know that uh, it was time to try to grow this into a real business. And, and once I began to focus on that as a business, many of the other things that I was selling kind of fell to the side because I knew that was a real opportunity to grow. The banks would not go along with me. So I had to figure out how I'm going to be sustainable in a business, in an industry where I can't get banking. Uh, however, the major oil companies would not deal with you because you don't have a bank. How do you go from zero into this industry without any money? Right. And what I was able to understand was that if the opportunity is big enough, you can find a supplier that would be interested in that opportunity if you show them a way they can get paid. And that's when I became to get creative enough to try to come up with instruments, banking instruments that were not lines of credit, was not the bank loaning me money, but the bank being able to hold our money and then allow our suppliers to take theirs first. Mm 
and that was my key that I began to stay in the industry, mm-hmm. began to grow mm-hmm. from one supplier to the other. Once I figured out that formula mm-hmm. of showing them how they can get paid, even though the bank would not loan me any money, right. I continued all the way up to $235 million in revenue before I got my first bankable loan. And, you know, so can you do it without any money? <laughs> Absolutely. we got to be creative. You know, Eli, uh, what is his name? Eli Lilly, uh, or what's his name? Eli that invented the cotton gin. He invented the cotton gin because he was tired of picking cotton. Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I was tired of not being in the business, so I figured it out. And we have that creativity and that desire and drive that – just because we don't have a tool, i.e., if that's money, we figure it out and we continue to play until you get to a point where you don't need their money and then they're ready to give you all kind of money. Yeah, Mr. Hightower's blue chip customer base includes Duke Energy, General Motors Corporation, the Kroger, the Kroger Company, FedEx, Ford Motor Company, UPS, Honda, Con Edison, Nissan, United Rentals, Dominion Transportation, Pepco, and the state of Ohio. My man, you are blue chip, <laughs> and you well, said you said you had you got up to two hundred and thirty-five million before you heard you had your first bankable loan. That is correct. Congratulations! And, you know, and and in during that period of time, having blue chip customers, and it was not. It's it's very easy for the African American community to go towards government and government contracts. But the key is to understand how to do business-to-business in the commercial space because that's what's sustaining those customers. They do what they want to do. You can have those customers as long as they want to have you. There's no uh, government regulations that they've got to bid every year. Uh, you've got to be low bidder. You just have to do a good job. You've got to perform every day and give that customer what they want. And so the private sector Business to business is what we need to begin to teach our community as a space that's sustainable and where we really need to be in order to scale and become viable in this economy. Mr. Hightower, how about your kids? Are your kids engaged in the business? I've got three uh, kids, a a daughter who's been with me since high school, uh, two sons. One works on the construction side. Another son is the chief operating officer of Hightowers Petroleum. Uh, Then I have a nephew who is my uh, chief technical officer uh, over the IT. And my father, who is 87, he still comes into the office every morning at 715. (laughs) (laughs) That puts a a smile on your face, doesn't it? Absolutely. Uh, as long as I have a business, he's got a business to uh, to come to every day. Well, I love the fact you said uh, over ET, over the IT department, COO, construction, your key positions, key intellectual positions in your company are controlled by relatives who could do the job, not because they're just nepotism. They can do the job. That has they to can. make you feel good. It, well, you know, they had to grow into it. They didn't just get it. And and that's the other thing about having family in your business. Uh, it's it's either can be the best thing or the worst thing if you have family that will do the right thing. And you know I've had family that don't work for me um, and have been fired, uh, and that's just you know because they weren't in line with the values that I had for where I was going. Mm-hmm. And you have to be willing to whether that's a child or a brother or even a mother, if, that's, if it comes down to that, be willing to make those types of decisions where 
you know where you're going, and either they hitch on or they've got to, you know, unclamp and get out the way. Well, this is a beautiful conversation I'm having with Stephen L. Hightower, president and CEO of Hightower's Petroleum. Some of his blue chip customer base are Duke Energy, General Motors, the Kroger Company, FedEx, Ford Motor Company, UPS, Honda, Con Edison, Nissan, United Rentals is based in Ohio. Sir, um, I don't have time to talk. Can I bring you back on the show to talk about your community efforts? Because I wanted first to get your story out. And that's the purpose of money making conversation. Can I can I get well, can I get you back on the show? Absolutely, absolutely. And, and I love I really to bring, 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 bring your, the CEO, COO on it, your son. And if your dad okay. can, I'd love to get that three-generational interview. Can I do that? Well, we can we can reach for that. At age eighty seven, he doesn't do many interviews, but you know we could. <laughs> just tell, <laughs> just say, Pop, say hello, say hello, say hello. <laughs> he he can't say hello. Thank you. I want to appreciate you calling my show. Keep winning because you got something great going on in Ohio, Ohio. And thank you for coming to my show, telling your story. All right, again, thank you for the opportunity. Look forward to it. We'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial. When I was an FBI agent, I was aware of home title fraud. There was little we could do to stop it. Now there's home title lock. This online bank was foreclosing on us. They even had documents that I signed for a home equity loan, only I didn't. What a nightmare. I didn't have home title lock then, but you bet I have it now. Your home's title is online where international thieves can find it. They'll forge your title, take out loans using your equity, or sell your home outright. Identity theft programs and insurance don't protect you. For just pennies a day, Home Title Lock protects my most valuable asset, my home. As a police officer, I've seen what home title fraud does to victims. So I registered for Home Title Lock, and when I did, I discovered some thief had already taken me off my home's title. Thank God I found out in time. Register now for a free analysis and discover if your home's title has been compromised. That's a $60 value free. Visit HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. Yes, this is Rashawn McDonald. Let me tell you before I get started here. I love my smile and I love my teeth. When was the last time you replaced your toothbrush? Do you always brush twice a day for a full two minutes? I do. Paying attention to these good habits has a huge impact on your health. Introducing Quip, Q-U-I-P, the new electric toothbrush that helps to fix the brushing habits that most people get wrong. Not me anymore. Quip does this with a lightweight and sleek design. It's just a little bit bigger than a toothbrush. I'm just telling you the truth because I got that old big old toothbrush that I used to, electric toothbrush, sits on my counter now because I use my Quip all the time. No more bulky things for me. to. I'm using my Quip. And besides, that bulkier toothbrush costs five times more. No more. Quips just starts at $25, and you get brush head refills automatically delivered on a dentist's recommended three-month schedule for only $5, and shipping's free. Quip has been featured in GQ, Oprah's Old List, and Time Magazine, named one of the best inventions of the year. Go to GetQuip forward slash Rashawn McDonald right now and get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at GetQuip.com. My next guest, she's on the line because I just been I was, I was joking with her prior to this call, and she says I'm such an exciting guy, and that made me feel even more important. My next guest has a distinctive look and a distinctive style when she enters the kitchen, with her trademark spiky blonde hair. She's the host of Food Network's Worst Cooks in America, and I'm telling you something: these folks cannot cook. A primetime show where she leads a team of hopeless. I don't know if the word hopeless is really the word. Horrible should be the task instead of hopeless home cooks from around the country through a culinary that's a big time word right there culinary boot camp please welcome to money making conversation new york times best-selling 
Arthur and Burrell. Hi. And was that was that enough? Was that enough, Ann? Come on now. Wow, that was something. I mean, I feel like that's a lot to live up to. Well, no, 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 no. Okay. Ann, let me just tell you. So first of all, first of all, let's, let's let's get to the thing that always catches my eye, and I'm sure it catches everybody's eye: the hair, the hair. Okay, now because see, see, I see that hair. This is you know, man, I'm a trademark guy, marketing and branding. That's my game, and I just always have been wanting to see a logo with that little hair flip, a silhouette. With that hair flip, is that in the works? Is that in the works, Anne? You know, it's it's something that I've tossed around of, uh, for years. And actually, um, I used to have some chef jackets at a restaurant that I worked at that had a little silhouette of me, a little line drawing with my hair. So I've been working on on getting another one done. But yes, my hair is the thing that people like stop me on the street and they say, "Oh, I recognize the hair. I knew it was you. <laughs> no one else has that hair." It's like, I mean, I'm I have done. Worst cooks uh, several times with my very good friend Rachel Ray, mm-hmm. and one time we went to a Jets game and we were walking around in the stadium, mm-hmm. and people saw me and she was like, she could just zip around and go by <laughs> unnoticed, and she said, "You can run recon for me anytime." <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's so beautiful. I was like, oh, thanks, Rach. <laughs> That's beautiful because you know the thing about it is that you know that is a brand, that is a part of you that. You know, most people would, would die for it. They have a recognizable look. And also, you, you're, you're, you're attractive with that recognizable look. This is not a look that looks crazy. This is a look well, that... Well, aren't you a charmer? It's okay. so funny. People people on uh, on Instagram and Twitter all the time, is like, it, my hair is so weirdly polarizing to people. Like, people love it or hate it. And okay, stay away from the really... haters. Stay away from the haters. Come to Rashawn. Come to Rashawn's <laughs> side of the table. I mean, I think I want to be your best friend now. <laughs> but you also have that other look that I love. It's kind of like, it's all out. It's kind of like, you know, it's, it's kind of like a, I've seen the, the hairdo where it's kind of like spiked throughout the whole hair. It's, it's that style you... <laughs> You know, I mean, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm not saying my hairstyle, but I've seen that look. You do that look too, right? Um, well, I mean, you know, the hair is pretty much what it is, but right. I don't know. I mean, it's not that I try to, you know, particularly be outside of the box. It just is, you know, it just is kind of the, the kukarina that's me, I guess. <laughs> no, 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 you know, you're not a, no kukarina, no kukarina, beautiful arena. Oh, no, I Boo own farina. that term and I love it. Oh, okay, cool. Now, because the, the, I'm very happy to be one. I just, you know, I'm in life for, for the adventure and the joy of it. Okay, now you, 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 you. You're excelling. You're your media darling, a, 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 a social media influencer, and you you host this show about worst cooks. How did that come about? Because you know nobody comes about you know goes to college, goes to kitchens and train and say I want to be on TV. How did that transition from what you do, what you what you love to do, to television? How did that transition happen first? Um, well, I have to say, um, actually, years ago when I first started out um, wanting to be a cook, um, there was not even Food Network to aspire to be on. Right. <laughs> so I just, I mean, I just wanted to be a cook for the sheer love and the passion of it. Um, and I worked really hard at it, and just because I loved it, I couldn't work hard enough. I couldn't do enough. And um, years after I had been working in kitchens in New York City and in Italy, um, I worked for Mario Batali, and he asked me if I would be on his Iron Chef team. Mm. So that's how I started on Food Network. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think after a few seasons of doing 
Iron Chef, then the Food Network was like, oh, maybe this chick does really know how to cook. Let's see if she can cook and talk. Um, so they gave me a screen test, and my first show, Secrets of a Restaurant Chef, came out of that. Um, and then Worst Cooks came down a little, like, you know, a year or so later. Um, and weirdly, Worst Cooks is the one that has stayed. I mean, it's been on the air for, I think, I don't know, eight or ten years now, something. Worst cooks. And it's just, I I love doing that show so much because it's so, I mean, it, the people are nutty, let me just tell you. And it's like, it's like I'm the, the queen of the land of the misfit toys. Like, there's a reason well, here's the why funny this part show about it. and I work together. You're very animated. You know what I'm saying? You're animated. You're one of those people that your, your, your face is made for TV. Because you you can deliver or you can deliver a, 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 a happy moment or like this is a bunch of crap moment right with a right, right with a look right with a look and, right and, and I mean half the time I don't even know I'm doing it my face just does it um, it's like people then say to me like oh do you want to play poker because you know, they would be like and yeah I have a terrible poker face like every thought that goes through my mind is like expressed on my face uh, but I mean it's it's. The people, I mean, they start off so bad. They're just awful, and it's, like, the number one thing people ask me, like, are the people on Worst Cooks really that bad? Yes. Um, and I have to say, yes, we don't have to fake any of that at all, unfortunately. Fortunately, unfortunately. But then they really do dig deep, and you say, it's like doing the show is really hard. It's, it takes days and days to film it it's hours of standing around it's it's so stressful and <laughs> what these people do um i mean it's amazing what they do and it's just so that's why i think it's a really sweet show that that they really dig deep and they make a transformation and then they take that stuff home with them and their families eat better they cook better i mean it's just as amazing the nice things that come from it i want to talk about before we go about uh writing the cookbooks that you what goes mm -hmm. into the mindset and why is it well, important? Well, I mean, honestly, there. if you think about what a recipe is, it is a set of instructional writing. Right. It is a set of directions on right. how to complete a task. And a lot of times um, those recipes are written very poorly. Uh, instructional writing is very difficult to do well. Yes. So I really try to, when I'm writing a recipe, put myself in the position of the person who is actually making it because I want them to be successful at it. And I don't, you know, a lot of times people are like, oh, I tried this recipe, it, it, it didn't come out right, I suck, I'm terrible, and it's, it might not be about the person. It very well might be the person, but a lot of times the recipes mm -hmm. are very difficult yes. to follow. Yes. So I try to make my recipes very user or cook-friendly. That's key. I'm just going to let you know, Anne. Because, I That's mean, key. if people try my recipes and they don't work, they're not going to make any more of my recipes or they're not going to cook. So I want people to feel, I also want people to feel this sense of joy and satisfaction that I feel when I cook for other people and when they eat it and they say, mm, this is really good. You know, <laughs> like it's a great feeling and I want you, people to feel you, that. I've heard like five different characters on this phone. 
eight different voices. <laughs> I've heard. I, you just don't understand. You, do, do, do you ever listen to yourself talk? And this is a good conversation. Now. Oh, I'm no, not, I try never to. You are just, you, you're so, you're, you're just animated on the radio. You go, This <laughs> 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 my cookie monster voice. And I you're doing say, a fantastic job. One time when I was so starstruck when I met Cookie Monster, and mm-hmm. he quoted me back to me, and I was like, <gasps> oh, my God. It was like the most, I, I was really, truly starstruck by Cookie Monster. Well, here's the, here's the great beauty of this relationship because I feel we have a relationship now, Ann. And uh, I do too. And uh, you tell everybody so how they can follow you on social media, and because uh, you're doing fantastic on social media, you post a lot of great pictures. I know. Oh, I thank you. Well, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at Chef Ann Burrell. Well, Facebook's just Ann Burrell, but Chef Ann Burrell is my Insta and uh, and Twitter. On August 12th, it premieres the new season. Uh, America's Worst Cooks, and she's the host. And uh, continue to do what you do, and uh, get that logo for me. I get that logo. You know the little silhouette with the hair. You got to get it. Man. I definitely will. Please I think do. when I get it done, you'll be the first person to see it. And I will put a t. I put it on the t-shirt for sure. Okay. <laughs> Okay. You're the best, and don't change. Don't, 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 don't keep that animation. Keep that spirit. And I'm so happy you called me, and I'm so happy I, I'm part of your life now. Okay. Uh, me too, my friend. Uh, thank you so much for having me. This was a delightful conversation. All right, keep winning. Keep winning, everybody. I, I will try. I don't like to lose. <laughs> okay. This is Rashawn McDonald. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Money Making Conversations. When I was an FBI agent, I was aware of home title fraud. There was little we could do to stop it. Now there's home title lock. This online bank was foreclosing on us. They even had documents that I signed for a home equity loan, only I didn't. What a nightmare. I didn't have home title lock then, but you bet I have it now. Your home's title is online where international thieves can find it. They'll forge your title, take out loans using your equity, or sell your home outright. Identity theft programs and insurance don't protect you. For just pennies a day, Home Title Lock protects my most valuable asset, my home. As a police officer, I've seen what home title fraud does to victims. So I registered for Home Title Lock, and when I did, I discovered some thief had already taken me off my home's title. Thank God I found out in time. Register now for a free analysis and discover if your home's title has been compromised. That's a $60 value free. Visit HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. Money Making Conversations continues online at www.MoneyMakingConversations.com. Yes, this is Rashawn McDonald. Let me tell you before I get started here. I love my smile and I love my teeth. When was the last time you replaced your toothbrush? Do you always brush twice a day for a full two minutes? I do. Paying attention to these good habits has a huge impact on your health. Introducing Quip, Q-U-I-P, the new electric toothbrush that helps to fix the brushing habits that most people get wrong. Not me anymore. Quip does this with a lightweight and sleek design. It's just a little bit bigger than a toothbrush. I'm just telling you the truth because I got that old big old toothbrush that I used to, electric toothbrush, sits on my counter now because I use my Quip all the time. No more bulky things for me. to. I'm using my Quip. And besides, that bulkier toothbrush costs five times more. No more. Quip just starts at $25, and you get brush head refills automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended three-month schedule for only $5, and shipping's free. Quip has been featured in GQ, Oprah's Old List, and Time Magazine, named one of the best inventions of the year. Go to GetQuip forward slash Rashawn McDonald right now and get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at GetQuip.com. Uh, my guest, she's on the phone. She called in earlier. That's how she want to talk to Rashawn McDonald. And we said, you're an hour early. Go back. 
And she called back. So I was happy she didn't have a meeting because she has a big event scheduled this weekend. And I'm part of it. So I want to make sure I talk to her because not only this weekend, but she's going to be in Dallas later on this month. And guess what? Rashawn McDonald's going to be in Dallas. I'm all over the world with her. She's the president of MGPG Events and the creator and founder of the Black Women's Expo in Chicago and now Atlanta and Dallas. The Black Women's Expo is the nation's longest running empowerment expo expo for the African-American consumer. My guest has an extensive background and expertise in community outreach, creating effective public relations campaigns for clients and has guided her team of professionals in producing special events specifically targeting the African-American community. Please welcome to Money-Making Conversations, Mary Green. Good morning. Good morning, Mary. Thank you for calling back. Uh, <laughs> we got our time zones mixed up, but you know, I didn't want, I didn't want to disappoint you. Okay, you are, you're based in Chicago, correct, Mary? Correct. And that's and we Mary? we're on the road. And you know, yes. As Mary, M-E-R-R-Y, Mary. Okay, I want to hear about it straight because she corrected me when I met her the very first time in <laughs> Chicago. Rashad is M-E-R-R-Y. So thank R-Y, you very much. thank you. I met with her, my good friend uh, Echo Robinson. Uh, That's right. Producer up at uh, V103 I-Hart. in Chicago. I yeah. Heart Radio. And uh, that was the first time we met up in Chicago. It is. It is. And you, it is. And that, was bef- that was before you had... Uh, the, the Atlanta location, that was before That's true. you had the Dallas location of the Black Women's Expos. So tell us about that, that first meeting that we had and the vision at what it was then to what it is now. <laughs> well, that very first meeting, you know, we were after uh, your uh, uh, client at the time, uh, Mr. Mm-hmm. Harvey, mm-hmm. to be a part of our show in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, we are celebrating this year our 24th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Very, very excited about next year being 25 years, believe it or not, Rashawn, that we have been uh, bringing this exposition not only to the Chicago market, but over the last probably 10 years we've been around the country in different markets from Atlanta with T.D. Jakes to, um, to Detroit to Biloxi, Mississippi. So we've been around Orlando. Um, but we started our three-city tour um, this year, um, and uh, we're very excited about Atlanta. Second time and much more excited about Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh, because our title sponsor is now headquartered in Dallas. And so Toyota is very excited about having us there as well, and we're very excited to be there. It's important to have those sponsors to drive these events, it to is. keep the ticket prices where they're at. Tell us about exactly. the, the role of the sponsors in events like Expos. Well, it couldn't be done without them. Uh, you know, people always ask, you know, gosh, you went to McCormick Place in Chicago, one of the largest convention centers in the country. How are you able to do that? Most we, <laughs> most events aren't there that are African-American, I'll be honest with you. We are the consistent mm-hmm. uh, African-American event that's been held every place for years. The only way you can do it, because they're going to charge the prices they charge, is that you have, you know, corporate support and corporate sponsors. And over the years, we've had the, you know, United Airlines, State Farm, you know, Walgreens, you know, and the banks, you know. So that's the only way we can, we, we, the show happen at the level that we think it should be. And we started that from the very beginning mm-hmm. with McCormick from the very first show, and we're still there. And I'm going to tell you something, McCormick is a bad boy. I'm going to tell you something. It's a bad boy. <laughs> and they charge bad boy prices. <laughs> <laughs> they charge those bad boy union prices. So we have to keep up with that and get some corporate sponsors to help us pay for that. And you're right, it keeps the tickets low. It keeps the exhibitor booth low so that any African-American business owner that has a product or service they want to promote, they can come to the show and do that. But well, very, very little. Now, the, the Black Women's Expo, it, it tackles issues, topics. Mm-hmm. 
when you say that, what do you mean? You know, we in the, we in the Me Too generation. You know, now uh, we yeah. see we see black women uh, that are really, especially in the entertainment. I know you have a uh, Regina King right. being your keynote speaker, but when you look at uh, the Felicia Henderson, right. the Mar Brocker Kills, you know, the uh, Ava DuVernay's, or, you know, the right. Courtney Kemp's. These are women that are dominating right. television. Just a few of them, and so I know. So so that's the. The African American woman is becoming a force. Does that coincide with the success of your uh, expo? Exactly, it coincides with the success of it. And those women that are out there seeking, you know, to to spread their voice, are seeking us out as the expo. And now that we're in multiple market, I mean, we're getting the call saying we'd like to be a part of your show. Mm-hmm. We've even had some folks asking us in Atlanta, "Why didn't you make us a part of your show?" So, uh, you know, people are, you know, what 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 I what I fail to remember is that people do their due diligence so they've already looked us up they've right. already you know gotten the re- recommendations and the references looked on our website see that we've been around a long time 24 mm-hmm. years mm-hmm. i mean let's face it and doing this and doing it well i mean that's the only way you can you can hang in at that kind of period of time so you know we're really you know proud of ourselves for keeping keeping it together that this long many many shows have gone and have gone by the wayside it's a lot of work I mean, I won't lie to you. It's a lot of work, but we think it's important because you know, I know. You know we you need know to talk about those <laughs> issues that are, you know, that are happening. Mm-hmm. Last April in Chicago, you know, the whole Me Too movement. So that was our town hall meeting. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. was the topic and the issue about what women are are facing in the workplace, in the in business, and you know, in film and television. So that was our town hall a few years ago. Racial profiling so large in Chicago. We had, that was our topic, and mm-hmm. that was our town hall where we had a panel of people, you know, who could deal with those issues and audience members who can ask questions and really, you know, learn more about what's going on and, and what we can do about it. So, yeah, that, that's a big part of our show. You know, we don't want people to think it is, it, this isn't a conference, mm-hmm. but it's definitely, you know, we do 50-50. We've got the, you know, the seminars and workshops, and we're going to give you information, and we're also going to give you some entertainment and some fun. Cool. Hey, it's, yeah, it's the 10th through the 12th. So that means that's a Friday, that's a Saturday, and a Sunday. And it's each, a Sunday, yeah. Is there it's each day a different experience that they should come on each day or focus yes, on one day? Talk to yes. us about that. In Chicago, people come every day or at least twice during the weekend because there is something different every day. We don't repeat necessarily unless there's a session that is just outstanding mm-hmm. that we'll have on multiple days. Um, but I'll give you an example, like SCORE Atlanta is doing a couple of sessions on business resources, and then they're coming back the next day and doing something on how to maximize your business through social media. So, you know, that organization may be there twice, but the topics are different every day. Um, but it is a different experience. I mean, where you got Regina King and all of these guys, as I said, and, and the own network bringing people on Saturday. Sunday's going to be something totally different. Friday is a team stop. You know, we've got, they've got their own sessions. they got Miss Mulatto, the winner of the rap game is their entertainment. So, you know, we've got Genuine on Sunday performing. We've got some up-and-coming gospel acts. So, you know, it's a, on Sunday as well. So every day is different. Now, let every me ask you this. You were talking about OWN before we left. Now, you can slow down yes. and tell us the excitement of OWN bringing <laughs> three television shows to the black women. I know yes. how powerful that is, to bring that oh, yeah. bring that branding into your market because they're, they're recognizing the fact that you're bringing an audience that they can yes. use as viewers. Yes. Well, what's so exciting is their new show, which is called Maisha. Mm-hmm. Uh, the host is Maisha, and the show is called Mind Your Business. And it actually premieres the same weekend, next 
this weekend of the expo. Mm -hmm. And so they're bringing her to the show on Saturday um, for the audience to engage and find out more about her show. And the interesting part is we're doing a competition. Uh, it's online on our website, mm -hmm. you know, which is the blackwomensexpo.com, where you can enter to win a one-on-one -on -one consultation with her on the main stage. So she will choose one business owner that will be there to be interviewed, and she will help and, and uh, you know, assist and encourage on stage any of your business, you know, issues that you're having, mm -hmm. financial financial issues, those things will be discussed uh, for, all, for all the entire audience. But one, one business owner will get an opportunity to come on stage as well. So that's, that's that new show. But they're also bringing three, you know, of the um, actors and stars of Greenleaf. So Lynn Whitfield Woo! will be Yes, I know, I know. LaMan Rucker. That's my man. You know, I'll be selfie with him. I'll be taking some selfies with him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. And Jeffrey Joy Winans is coming as well. So they're bringing out the, you know, the heavy hitters and the stars. And uh, we're really excited about this new partnership with um, the own network and hope that that continues so what, in what, Dallas. What day the would year. they be there? What day would they be there on Saturday or Friday or Sunday? They are, Greenleaf will be there on Sunday. Cool. And uh, Mahisha's show, the Mind Your Business, is Saturday. Great. I'll be definitely there on Saturday to meet all these people. I'll probably come back on Sunday. I'm going to tell everybody. I, I did the Neighborhood Awards Expo, so I know the value yeah. of, 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 of – uh, it's an experience, folks. Bring your, bring yeah. your family members. This is your yeah, event. It, you know, they have good food there. They have entertainment right. there. You can stay all day. When you go in, you're not limited to saying, okay, get out of here in an hour. You know, you're there for three hours. <laughs> right. Becoming there, there, a lot of lot of lot of the stops that you go, they have giveaways that you can walk away with. It's a lot of lot of look. I'm not saying everything's freebie there, but there's some freebies that they do give to you if you visit certain booths. There's some sampling that goes down. So the expo oh, yeah. is a really cool place to be to really become engaged in, and also getting value and finding your value. Oh, yeah. That's what these sponsors come, and that's what she sold them on. The fact that they have an engaging audience that that will be a, a buying audience for you. And that's yes. important that your brand, and I'm so appreciative of you inviting me to be a part of it this year. We're so glad to have you. We really are. So let's let's re let's recap right quick. August August 10th through the 12th, Rashawn McDonald be hitting the stage August 11th with Money Making Conversation at the Georgia International Convention Center. It's there for three days. Just don't come see me. Regina King going to be there. A lot of stars from Greenleaf will be there. Also, the end of the month. August 25th through the 26th, she'll be at the Dallas Market Center with the Black Women's Expo. I'm telling you something, Mary Green. Thank you for taking the time. Yes, sir. They're running your commercials down here in Atlanta. I told you that the other day in the email. You yeah, said, Michelle, I'm glad. happy to hear they promote my show. <laughs> Because I got, I, I got sponsors. I told sponsors people go show up. Fun. I got to promote you. <laughs> and, but last thing, don't forget tickets are still on sale at Walgreens, and they are half price right now. So I want to make sure I let your audience know that. I appreciate that, and you stay strong. And I'll see you this Saturday. Keep winning. All right. We'll be right back with more. From Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial. When I was an FBI agent, I was aware of home title fraud. There was little we could do to stop it. Now there's home title lock. This online bank was foreclosing on us. They even had documents that I signed for a home equity loan, only I didn't. What a nightmare. I didn't have home title lock then, but you bet I have it now. 
Your home's title is online where international thieves can find it. They'll forge your title, take out loans using your equity, or sell your home outright. Identity theft programs and insurance don't protect you. For just pennies a day, Home Title Lock protects my most valuable asset, my home. As a police officer, I've seen what home title fraud does to victims. So I registered for Home Title Lock, and when I did, I discovered some thief had already taken me off my home's title. Thank God I found out in time. Register now for a free analysis and discover if your home's title has been compromised. That's a $60 value free. Visit HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. Hey, this is Rashad McDonald. I'm back to tell you about my teeth. I'm smiling. Everybody, like, why you smile so much, Rashawn? Because I got Quip. That's Q-U-R-P. That's Q-U-I-P, Quip. When was the last time you replaced your toothbrush? Do you always brush twice a day for a full two minutes? I do with my Quip. That's Q-U-R-P. Paying attention to, the, to these good habits has a huge impact on your health. Introducing my favorite electric toothbrush, Quip. That's right. Quip, one size fits all for me. It's a little bit bigger than a normal toothbrush. I don't want to use my little bulky electric toothbrush in my bathroom no more. It just sits there. It's got stuff on it I don't even use. And it's expensive. Well, Quip only it starts at $25. Listen to me, everybody. You can get brush head refills automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended three-month schedule for only $5. And shipping's free. Quip has been featured in GQ, Oprah's O-List, and Time Magazine, named it one of the best inventions of, of the year. Go to getquip.com forward slash Rashawn McDonald right now and get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com. My next guest co-founded Quest Nutrition, which began in 2010 with the mission to revolutionize food and end the global slide toward ill, toward Ill health, to li- deliver innovative foods that don't compromise on taste or nutrition. Quest quickly exploded to become a billion-dollar business in roughly five years. He and his wife and business partner, Lisa, founded Impact Theory, the show I recently appeared on. I'm putting that on my credits, you know what I'm saying? Impact Theory is on my resume now. To help facilitate global change, create and cultivate avenues of empowering and meaningful transformation that helps people unlock their true potential. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Tom Bilyeu. What is up? Good my friend, you, my friend, my friend, how you doing? Now, where are you at right now, Tom? I'm in L.A. Okay, L.A. Uh, that's where I went to do my interview. Now, you're, uh, let's talk about the, the show Impact Theory that I recently done before. Let's, let's get that out of the way because, because I did the show, and immediately my LinkedIn account blew up. I, I just started, I, I, I looked at my LinkedIn account, I had like 35 people immediately started following me after they saw the show. And he started following me, and then all of a sudden I went to the YouTube account and I saw these likes. I mean, likes about uh, comments about uh, you, about me, about uh, life-changing experiences. Tell me about Impact Theory and the the brainchild. This is this is an evolution between you and your wife, correct? Yes, very much so. And it started because at Quest we had. 1,400 employees, and I really wanted to give them something that they could take, whether they were working for me or somebody else. Um, and that was the mindset that took me from scrounging in my couch cushions to find enough change to put gas in my car, mm-hmm. uh, it's a true story, <laughs> to building a billion-dollar business. And you know, it really was uh, just a mindset shift, and it was learning a set of beliefs that would allow me to be successful, that would allow me to translate my potential into actual ability. 
And so wanted to, to give that to them. And so we created the show and it was all about bringing on people like you that have been tremendously successful and mm-hmm. to show them that there are essentially universal principles of success, that they've been hearing me say all these things. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's one thing to hear it from one person. It's another to hear it from, you know, dozens and dozens and dozens. So um, that was the genesis of the idea. And my whole mission in life, the thing that I am absolutely put on this earth to do is to, in my words, pull people out of the matrix. So said another way to give them an empowering belief system. And I think that most people are held back by a set of limiting beliefs. They don't even realize we're choices. They just think that they're truth. And the reality is people confuse their massive biases mm-hmm. with truth. Mm-hmm. And because of that, people don't even try to do things that they would otherwise be completely <laughs> capable of learning. Um, and so that's my mission, man, is to, through media, through both fiction and nonfiction, give people that set of beliefs. And that's that's really, I, 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 you know, some, I, when you talk about people, that's fear, isn't it, though, Tom? Fear stops people. Fear of change, fear of failure, fear of somebody criticizing them for making that change and it fails. Those are some of the things that blocks pe- block people from being successful. No question. And when you when I talk about beliefs, I'm talking about those things that lead people to be afraid, such as failing means I'm a failure, that you know the things that I've done up to this point in my life determine what I'm capable of in the future, and that fills them with fear. And so like you're saying, that the way that all of that stuff manifests is a neurochemical reaction which makes your heart race which makes your palms sweat, which makes you convinced that if you do this and mess up, that it's going to destroy your life. And because people get caught in that fear trap, they don't ever find out what they're actually capable of doing. And so what I want to do is get rid of that fear by attacking the underlying beliefs that feed into that fear. Okay, let's back up a little bit. I had to start out by by mentioning the impact theory because that's a show I recently appeared on uh, where he hosts as a weekly show appears on his YouTube channel. Uh, you can go by, you can go there, by the way, and, uh, be, and subscribe to the channel. And every time he has a new episode, they will flag you or send you a notification to, um, to watch the new episode. And you can also watch the past episodes. Um, it all started, like you said, you know, you scrounge for money on your couch. And take us back to that moment because that, 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 that's a moment where you overcame fears, where you, you had to convince people to believe in your vision. And we're talking about turning that idea into a billion-dollar company. Take us to that moment and that short journey. I say short because of the fact that we only have a few minutes on this radio show to communicate it, so it will <laughs> sound short. Sure. But but tell us about that start and then some of the, the, the humps and the bumps of that journey. Yeah, for sure. So I went to film school, wanted to be a filmmaker, wanted to tell great stories. I had no idea how to break into the industry. This is back in the 90s. There was no YouTube. There was no shortcut. <laughs> so... I, I didn't have money. You know, I grew mm-hmm. up in a family that teetered between blue collar and white collar. So I didn't know how to raise $100,000. It might as well have been $100 million. Mm-hmm. I just had no idea how to do it. And mm-hmm. I met these two entrepreneurs and they said, look, if you want to control the art, you got to control the resources. So wow. let's get rich and then you can build your own studio. And I was just young enough and just naive enough to say, cool, yeah, let's try it. I thought it would take 18 months. Sadly, it did not quite work out like that. Um, but it did teach me that anyone could become an entrepreneur. I didn't have to be born an entrepreneur. And it was a huge thing because I'm not a born entrepreneur at all. Like I was, a, I had a paper route. I was too scared to go knock on the doors to collect the money. So I was delivering the papers for half the money that I could have been. I mean, just like I have no entrepreneurial instinct. Mm-hmm. And in being in a business and having the opportunity to just through sweat equity, 
get better and pour myself in and outwork everybody and really grind it out, I began to get good at business. And mm -hmm. so I ultimately realized what are the you know beliefs and things that you need to have to not be paralyzed by fear so you can go out and execute. It's really about skills. So I needed to be good at marketing. I had to learn that. That was the skill that I thought that I could really get extraordinary at. And so I poured myself into that. And the most important thing on my journey that I learned, just to keep this nice and brief, was that what I built my self-esteem around mattered, and it mattered a lot. So instead of arguing for dumb ideas just because they were mine and it made me feel good or smart, I needed to always be a learner. And if I could always be a learner and take pride in being willing to admit when I was wrong and to learn what the right answer really was, to admit that I'm not yet good enough and to sit at somebody's feet and learn from them mm -hmm. with humility, to really be hungry for the knowledge <laughs> instead of hungry for the praise, then I could really become something. And so that notion of becoming something instead of trying to think I'm cool now, that I could become someone cool in the future, that changed my life. And so I just began acquiring skills relentlessly that had you know, use in a business. And so made me a better businessman, made me a better leader, a better marketer, better at conceptualizing products, all of it. And so that was how I took myself from you know, knowing nothing about business uh, to running a billion dollar company. Now, let's talk about the, the, the products. How do you, how do you, oh, you know, these, these products, the whole thing is about making products that, that is healthy, but tastes good and enjoyable. Because when you go there, he gives you this giant gift basket. And I mean, it's giant. They got all kind of products in there. And believe me, your boy ate it all the way to the airport. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because you know, you get in LA, you don't have time to stop. So I looked over there, I saw that basket, I went, okay. Let me just start grabbing things. And it was really good. It was really so so that was the mindset to that was the marketing angle. Look here, this is good, but it is healthy, but it's gonna taste good. Because it was like a lot of stuff that is healthy, people run from it because I I can't stand that taste. I'd I'd rather stay chubby. I'd rather die early. But you said, Look, this is good for you, but it also you're gonna enjoy the taste. That was the slogan or that was the angle of the approach in developing the brand. Yeah, for sure. So our thing was far better to leverage behavior than to try to change it. So <laughs> yes. you can say that one more time. I'm gonna be like in church. I'm gonna be in church. Say that one more time, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> it's better to leverage behavior than to try to change it. So people are a certain way. People are going to eat food that tastes good, whether it kills them or not. They don't care. Like it's just so good. So we thought, okay, well, if people are gonna do that anyway, could we take that food that people want to eat? And make it healthy for them because if we could do that, then we could really change lives. Okay, you're talking to the guy. The guy, Krispy Kreme app. You know, I go to Five Guys, get the Five Guys Super Fries. I'm talking, you know, I get the, I get the, I get the fat burger with the double king with the cheese and the. You know, I'm just, I'm one of those guys. So, so I'm in the car, and I see Quest over there. You know, I thought about it. I said, oh, that looks too. That looks. That looks healthy. That looks like something that, and I <laughs> I grab one up because it, it looked like you know those those little, that packaging you know that, that 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 taste you eat it but it ain't gonna be right for you. Boy, I ate one and I ate two, then I ate three. I was so happy. I, in fact, if you go to my house right now, sir, I do have it in my cabinet, sir. You have made me a new a healthy nutrition. And my 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 staff all knows me. I I am a uh, banana split guy, Tom. I am a guy who will eat. Uh, 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 a shake, 
uh, two shakes. I eat my desserts before I eat my meals. So I am that guy. I'm that guy. You go, okay, Rochelle, but you didn't look like you do stuff like that. Yes, I do, sir. Yes, I do. I am a, a wacky eater. But it was great that you created a product that, that slowed me down but allowed me to have the taste that I want, the, the sweets that I want, I kind of want, and all that good stuff, and come ahead. So you turned to a guy like me, and I'm your customer that you were trying to reach, correct? Uh, oh, man, for sure. I love that. I would tell you something. You know, when you look at something and you uh, – my program director, um, Adele, he, he saw the, the link. He went, did you see this link? It's like you're talking to the camera. You're telling everybody. This is great. So when I see something like that happening in life, and I re- realize this is a very sincere interview that you're giving me. And then when I met you, I met your wife, Lisa. I met the whole staff. It was like walking into a family. It wasn't walking into a guy who's been successful at a level that most people don't understand. You were willing to be able to tell the world right now, come to me. I got some information. I want to share it. If you, if you listen to me, I can help you get to your dream. And that's all Impact Theory is about. Uh, an amazing host, Tom. I want to thank you for coming on my show. Thank you for sharing this, these moments of inspiration that we're going to share to the, Man, our part, my it. part of the world, my part of the world. But more importantly, let me continue this relationship by exposing people to all these great guests that he has on this show, not just me, because I, I will not be selfish and stop this train of information that you're trying to put out, my brother. You need to keep doing what you're doing, you, and we're going to stay in this relationship at a very high level, okay? I love it, Rashawn. Thank you. All right. You be safe, and uh, keep winning. Keep winning, my friend. Thank you. Same to you. All righty. You've been listening to Money Making Conversations. This is Rashawn McDonald. Like you said, every Friday, you can hear me. Every Sunday, you can hear me. And definitely live on Mondays. When I was an FBI agent, I was aware of home title fraud. There was little we could do to stop it. Now, there's home title lock. This online bank was foreclosing on us. They even had documents that I signed for a home equity loan, only I didn't. What a nightmare. I didn't have home title lock then, but you bet I have it now. Your home's title is online where international thieves can find it. They'll forge your title, take out loans using your equity, or sell your home outright. Identity theft programs and insurance don't protect you. For just pennies a day, Home Title Lock protects my most valuable asset, my home. As a police officer, I've seen what home title fraud does to victims. So I registered for Home Title Lock, and when I did, I discovered some thief had already taken me off my home's title. Thank God I found out in time. Register now for a free analysis and discover if your home's title has been compromised. That's a $60 value free. Visit HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald, and I've created national campaigns for State Farm, NBC, and many more. I've written and produced for Kevin Hart, Stephen A. Smith, and most notably, Steve Harvey. Every Monday, you can hear me live on Money Making Conversation from 10 a.m. to noon on Biz 1190. Listening makes us smarter, more connected people. It makes us better partners, parents, and leaders. And there's no better place to start listening than Audible. Audible is where so many inspiring voices and compelling stories open listeners up to new experiences and ways of thinking. Audible members now get more than ever before. Members choose three titles every month, one audiobook plus two Audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else. Members also have unlimited access to more than 100 audio-guided fitness and meditation programs. Audible delivers bestsellers, business, self-improvement, 
memoirs, and more, all professionally narrated by actors, authors, and motivational superstars like Rachel Hollis, David Goggins, and Mel Robbins. Audible members can also get free access to the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Washington Post delivered daily to the Audible app. With the convenient app, members can access Audible anytime, at the gym, while commuting, or on the go, and on any device. We'll always pick right back up where you left off. Audible also offers free and easy audiobook exchanges, credits you can roll over for a year, and a library you keep forever, even if you cancel. Explore all the ways listening on Audible can help improve mind, body, and soul with entertainment, information, and inspiration. You can get titles from your favorite iHeart talent, such as Chelsea Handler, Danny Shapiro, Charlemagne the God, and Bobby Bones on Audible. Start listening now with a 30-day Audible trial, and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals are free. Visit audible.com slash iHeart or text iHeart to 500-500.